Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. I've seen so many people look at me like, man, they're yelling at the devil in there. Yeah, he's been yelling at you. Well, he ain't been yelling at me. Well, who do you think has been lying to your head? God put him in his place. You know what the big, you ever see a bully? You ever see a bully? You know, you've been around, bully, 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 bully. And then you don't stand up. And then one day you're like, all right, I had enough of this. I'm standing up. You sock him right in the eye. But it happens, right? Did Pastor Chris say punch people? Yeah. Not the devil. <laughs> yeah. You guys are leaving me the kids, man. The kids are hilarious. You got to see these kids run around. Riken the other day showed me his bicep. He was cracking me up. I was like, let me, I said, let me see the gun. He's like, here's my guns. I said, man, you're like, look at you go, bro. You're like, you like strong. They're running all around here. The boys are running around. I always think of those little guys, you know, just running around doing life. I'm like, man, you just sock the devil in the eye. He tries to tell you you're not going to be a champion. Sock him in the eye. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to be, you're going to be a great you guys, and you know, as you grow up, you know, you think kids, you know, you think like, man, let them know how great they're going to be. Right. But then you, some of you turn 40, 30, 40, 50, 60, you stop forgetting you're great. Sock them in the eye. Stop looking in the mirror. The devil try to tell you who you think you are. You don't look like this. You don't look like that. You don't look like you don't. I mean, suck them right in the head. Tell them you don't know who I am. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Come on, man. You got this. You see what I'm saying? Don't you let him talk to you. He's been talking to you all a while in between your ears. You're a whole lot better than you think you are. Glory to God. I mean, we've been talking about this kingdom message about overcoming worry, overcoming the fret, overcoming this. How many of you know there's a lot of worry out there? Like we said, right? Go on there, man. Inflation is the highest it's ever been. You can't even put the news on. I was talking to somebody the other day. I was like, my God in heaven. After I talked to them, I was like, God Almighty, I need to go worship God a little bit. I feel depressed, right? You know, you get around people, right? And they're like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right? It's like, this is going on and that's going on and we see this and we see that and we got this and we got that and then you got home life, right? How many get sometimes worries and cares and concerns and frets and fears and stuff? It happens. And if you're not careful, you can almost carry some of this stuff and don't sit here and tell me don't worry because everybody worries, but here's what we're going to talk about today. Worry never changes anything, but prayer can change everything. Amen. Amen. That's what I want to do. I want to just flip this thing. Worry's going to come. What's up with the kids? What's up with that? What's up with my... I don't worry. Well, am I, is anybody, am I ever going to get married? Yes. Well, you know, am I ever going to find anybody that loves me? Yes. Am I, oh, are these kids ever going to get... Yes. Is everything going to be good with my marriage? Yes. Is my finances ever going to get... Yes. Is God ever... Yes. Is this business ever... Yes. But here's the thing. If you let worry get in, you stop dreaming. You stop thinking. You stop expecting. You start living out of status quo Christianity instead of living out of life more abundantly. Amen? You got to put worry in its place because worry is worthless. But the thing is this, if I don't know it and I'm not careful, I start worrying when I don't need to be worrying. So here's the thing. Prayer can change everything. When you start worrying, here's the new thing. Now write this down. The moment you start to worry about anything, give yourself this. Well, if I'm worrying about it, I might as well pray about it. Come on, pull that in, amen? You need to be amen to me better than that. Come on, if you're going to worry about it, I might as well pray about it. The minute worry shows up, flip the script and pray about it. Here's what God told me to tell you guys. Write this down. 
Turn your worries into worship and your cares into prayers. Turn your worries into worship and turn your cares into prayers. You can remember that for the rest of your life. Can't you? Right? Oh, man, I'm worried about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm mind dealing with it. To what? Worship God. Take your cares, turn them into prayers. Flip it around. Don't carry stuff too long. Have you ever carried worry too long? Next thing, what happens? It's messing up your peace. It's messing up your internal, oh, God, now what? What's going on, right? If you're not careful, and I'm not careful, your cares and your worries will overtake you, and you will not be able to what? You'll not be able to live life like God wants you to. Come on. There are people that are beyond professional warriors. They're like professional, professional warriors. They got a PhD, doctorate degrees in worry. Come on, somebody, right? And says, well, I don't worry about nothing. Oh, really? Oh, trust me, you worry about something, whether you believe it or not, don't let it in. It's slippery because it's a deception of the enemy. So what do you do? you got to learn how to cast your cares. That sounds cute, but guess what? In life, it's not always easy to cast your cares. You can pray about physical issues. You can pray about mental issues. You can pray about financial issues. You can pray about relationship issues. You can pray about career issues. You can pray about every issue you got. Come on, somebody. Why? Because Jesus said, Praying all the time with all prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God. You got to get these things flipped over. Look right here what it says. It's in 1 Peter 5, 6, Passion Translation. I love it. If you bow low in God's awesome presence, he will eventually what? Exalt you if you leave the timing in his hands. Oh, let's read it slow. Right? I don't want to leave no timing in God's hands. I'm impatient. I want it now. Can I get an amen? Amen. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, God, fix this now. Get rid of this now. You ever get a burden on you that you want to get rid of it so fast you just want it off you now? Everybody does it. But here's what I got to learn. I got to learn how to trust God. And you can't trust God. Unless you got a little bit of pressure to need to trust them in. It's not easy, but he's going to be faithful. Look at this. What? Pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave him there. Just read that. For he always tenderly cares for you. Stay right there. What am I supposed to do? Pour out my worry. Pour out my stress. And leave him there. How many of you are good at pouring it out and great at picking it up? <laughs> How many, you know, pour it out and then I pick it up. I leave it down and I take it away. And I lift it up and I, come on, right? Don't you give it to God and then like before you leave your prayer time, you already got it back on your lap. Come on, guys, right? God, I give this to you. You get all spiritual. Come to church. You know, oh, God, oh, Jesus. Holy Father. You ever do that? Holy Father, thou art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Here are all my cares and concerns. I leave them at your feet at the altar. Amen. You didn't even get to the car. You're still worried about it. Right? We all do it. We do it because we, we, we're learning trust. But trust that comes over time. Trust like ending, like human trust, right? There's certain people you trust, and there's other people you know you can't be trusting them. Right? How did that happen? Think of this. How was human trust established? You had to walk through some things in life where you had to see people show up in what? Produce trust. How do you think it's going to be with God? You think it's just going to be, I just believe? No, you're going to have to see him come through 
And then really, believe, I didn't think we can get through it, but we did. I didn't think we were going to be able to do it, but we did it. I didn't think we were going to be able to make it, but we did. I didn't think we were going to, I didn't think we were, I didn't, I th- when life knocked the wind out of us, I didn't think we were going to be able to breathe again, but we are. That's right. We're seeing how faithful he is, but if we don't go through nothing, we really don't know nothing because we didn't experience anything. And let me tell you something. I'm not a real theory kind of guy. You know, like, let's put the lab coat on and theory, no, let's put the work clothes on and work this out and see if your theory can produce results. Because I don't need theory, I need results. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It sounds good on pages, but now when I, I used to think I could believe God for money until I really needed money. (laughs) I used to think I could believe God for a miracle until I really needed a miracle. I used to be really good at this stuff until I really needed it. Anybody could believe it, you know what I'm saying? Like when you don't need it, but then when you really need it, you're like, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, God, woo, woo, Lord, where are you? Where are you? Hello, this isn't cute anymore. You know, it's like trust him, but then you're like, uh, now I really got to trust you because I don't see it. I don't feel it. I can't touch it. I can't tell you. I don't understand. How's this going to work out? And he works it out anyway. Come on. So like, give me an amen. Why? Because you got to learn how to pour out your worries. Amen. Look at this. Here's a great example in the Bible. Look at Mark 4, 35. I love this story. This is so cool. Y'all know it. As we read it, you're going to see it. You're going to relate. Later that day, after it grew dark, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross over the other side of the lake. Remember you borrowed the boat? He said, hey, let me borrow your boat. Peter, let me borrow your boat and let me go fishing for a little bit. And how many of you know this would be cool, going fishing with Jesus? Come on, somebody. Amen. We're going to get on the lake and we're going to go on the other side. Look at verse 36. And that sounds great. Oh, and I sent the crowd away. They shoved off from the store. He'd been teaching from the boat and the other boats with him. They sailed away. How many of you know? Sailing. Come on, they're on a sailboat going on. How many of you like a good boat ride? Amen. Ain't that nice? Get in the boat, you go for a nice ride. It's going to be calm. Jesus said we're going to the other side. What could we run into? What's the idea? Right? Suddenly, as they were crossing the lake, here come a ferocious tempest. That's a storm. It arose. Violent winds. The waves were crashing in the boat until it was all but swamped. How many of you know anything that has to do with boat and swamped is not a good? You know what I mean? Like, you know, one time we went fishing. My, I went fishing. This is why you don't go fishing with a bunch of lawyers. Right? I, no, really, really. I went, I went fishing. They, they, they got this boat. Out, they bought this huge boat. And I don't think any of them knew what they were doing with it. So we got the other guy who was supposed to know what he was doing. You know what I mean? So me, the, the faith man that I am, so I say, okay, I'll go. Right? Let me get in this thing. And literally, they didn't realize the thing was taking water on. Uh, because they didn't have the bills right and all that stuff. And I'm going, dude, this is, this is crazy. So we get back, we're done from the trip, and there was water coming out of that boat. Like, you never wanted to see water inside a boat. And I was like, you guys do not know what you're doing. You're unsafe out on the water, and this will be my last trip until you guys get this right. Because my God in heaven, this is not supposed to be coming out. Like, the ocean should not be coming out of the boat after we take the boat out of the ocean. You guys don't know what you're doing. This is like bad. Thank God we're alive. Praise the Lord. But what is this nonsense, right? And I laughed about that every day since. And I told these guys, this is why I'm going to leave the boating to the fishermen and leave the lawyering to the lawyers. Okay, good. Thank you very much. Learn that. That's a great, valuable lesson. Stay in your lane. Okay? It's better off. Okay? Look, but Jesus was what? He's calmly sleeping, resting on a cushion. Doesn't that sound like Jesus? Everything is flipping out all over my world, and he's just chilling out, taking a nap. Right? Why? Because I don't feel like this is go- should be going on right now. I'm on the journey with God. And look what he says. They wake him up, and he shook him awake, saying, Teacher, don't you even care that we are about to die? That might be a little exaggeration, but you know what? 
Taking on that much water in the middle of a lake might not be a good idea. They probably were close to dying. But check it out. Look what he says, right? Why are you guys so messed up? He rebuked the storm. He shouted to the sea. He said, calm down. And the wind stopped howling. And look what he says. And he says, the water became perfectly calm. He calms, he calms their storm. But look at the next verse. He says, he says turn to the sub and said, why are you so afraid? Haven't you learned to trust me yet? See, here's what we do. We look at the circumstances and think just because the circumstances are here, he's not. We look at the things we're going through and see the things we're going through and think, well, if I'm going through this, how can God be in this? Doesn't make a difference what we're looking at. He's still in it. And I've started thinking about things about this too. It's like, what's the first thing you and me say the minute the storm arises? Don't you care, God? Don't you care I'm dying? Don't you care what I'm going through? I can't, I don't feel like I can handle it. Don't you care? Don't you care about me? See, right away, we think if we go through something, God stopped caring. Right away, when we start thinking, right? Well, don't you care about me? Why do I, don't you care? Don't you care? They, they're in the storm. I'm following you, right? They're following God. They got in the boat. They're following the instruction. They're doing the word. They're living with the walking word. They're living with the what living word. And they're going their merry way. Doing, but what did I say? He said, don't you care? Don't you care? Uh, don't, what do we do? Then we show up. My church attendance has been pretty good, right? My, my spiritual record has been pretty good. Don't you care what I'm going through? Yeah, God cares. But just because the storm's here doesn't mean he's absent. Just because the worry is around you doesn't mean he's disappeared. Just because the stuff's going, but what do we do? Human nature. We get, God doesn't care about me. Now what? It's normal. It's okay. We worry about stuff because it looks like we should be worried. Where are you? Why is this going on? He said this though. He said, but haven't you learned to trust me yet? Even in the midst of all the mess, don't you know I'm still there? Nothing can separate you from me. I love you too much. But think about this. I want you to pull this in. We all worry just a little bit. It's okay, but you cannot be consumed with worry because worry is dangerous, okay? That's what I want you to know. But here's what you got to see. Look at 1 Peter 5 and 8. You have to understand the only reason why worry has arisen is because you got an enemy. It's not God. God's for you. Even though it don't look like all this stuff's working out the way it should, guess what? You got to figure this out right away. God is always for me. He's never against me. And my behavior and my character does not make God kind of get opposed to me. Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, don't think these strange things going on in your life are messed up. With every temptation, there's a way of escape. James says this, God said, I don't ever bring the temptation. He never brings temptation. God has never tempted you a day in his life. But he said, he tempted Abraham. He tempted these guys. He tested these guys. He did all this. He did all that. Yeah, well, guess what? God's in a dispensation of grace with you. He's not testing you or tempting you. He's trying to watch you have victory. The enemy brings the temptation. Yeah. But you, can, you get enticed because you desire something sometimes you don't need to be looking at. Amen. That's not just lust. What that is is meaning this. Sometimes I get myself in stuff I don't need to get into. God's trying to steer me out of it. But what I want you to know today, with every trial and every test, there's a way of escape. God never puts anything in front of you that's too big for you. He always gives you a way out. But I want you to look at this. If we don't know we have an adversary, what do we usually do? We don't lean on God as hard as we should. And instead of leaning towards him, we lean away from him. Instead of coming to him, you you don't come in his presence. And now you're starting to carry things that you don't need to carry. You know? 
It's not good. You know, it was funny. I was, I was, I was, uh, be, be, be well balanced and always be alert because your enemy, the devil, roams about. What's he doing? Incessantly roaring like a roaring lion to for devouring the prey. Look at the next verse. It was funny, right? We were looking at this earlier. Paul brought this out. Take a decisive stand against him and resist him. Every attack with strong, vigorous faith. For knowing that everybody, your brothers and sisters, are going through the same thing. I started thinking about something. You know, we went and um, me and Luca went. Went to that men's meeting and we were shooting, we were shooting guns. And God bless America, apple pie, Chevrolet, and the right to bear arms. Amen. Don't write me letters. I'm not going to read it. I don't really care. All you tree huggers, go hug a tree somewhere. Not here. Okay. So stay with me. I love you. Come on. Everybody smile. Be happy. Did he just say that in church? I'll say it again if you need me to repeat it. It's all good. I promise. Okay. You know what I mean? It's really, it's really, it's really, it's really, it's really good that it's repetitive. Did he say that out loud? Yes. God bless America. Day. So we go there, but you know, Luca was really, he's a really good shot, right? But I was, man, I'm telling you what, after a while holding these things and shooting them, I was getting tired. It's like 900 degrees out there, you know, and I'm like trying to get, and he's like an ox, you know, he stood there like a machine, boom, 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 boom. I was like, man, I'm getting tired. I'm getting like loopy. And he goes, I'm a better shot than you are, dad. You know, he's always trying to outdo me, which is great. I want him to. And I go, yeah, today you are. Right now I'm tired. Leave me alone. But I started thinking about it. I said, the accuracy of my shot was based upon the ability of my strength. And I got it. See, some of you are too weak. And you can't stand against an enemy that's coming at you ferociously if you're weak. You ever watch those animal shows, right? The old lions are like chilling out at the water hole looking for the crippled gazelle. Why? Because the weak one is the one the enemy comes after. Come on, right? So I was thinking about that. I was like, the, the ability of my accuracy to defend myself, think about this. The ability of my accuracy to defend myself is based upon my strength. So if I'm not strong enough, I can't accurately do anything. Oh, if you got in a fight, right? You ever see watch boxing or something like that? You get one guy, one guy is in there, he's stronger and more, more technique driven. He's going to win every time. Why? Because the other guy that gets in the ring, he ain't ready for that. You got to see this, man. The Bible says in first, it's like a boxer going in. He got to know he's got an opponent. See what I'm saying? So we can't go sleeping on our opponent because our opponent's playing for real. But you got to be strong in the Lord. This is why you go to church. This is why you, well, I don't want to go to church. Why you go to church is because you get spiritually equipped to fight these battles. You get spiritually understanding to understand. The anointing rubs off. You get greater eyes to see, ears to hear, heart to understand. You start becoming strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You get in an atmosphere where something rubs off on you. You start getting what? Stronger, even though you don't know. Sitting in the building can make me stronger. You better believe it. Why? Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I'm talking to the greater one inside of you. I'm talking to the greatness. I'm talking to spirit. It's rubbing off. It's rubbing in. It's coming on. You'll go home and be like, Hey, I remember that. You'll have recoil and recoil. It'll, it'll come back. You know what I mean? Like, hey, he'll remind you of what was said in the house of God. He'll bring it back to your remembrance and let you know. Look what it says here, though. He said this. Check this out. This is so cool, right? He said this enemy's crazy. Look at this stuff he does. Take a device, device, take that stand against him, right? This is the part I want to see. Everybody else is going through this. Look at verse 10. Ooh, you got to see verse 10. And then what? You're going to suffer for a little bit. Now, suffer doesn't mean you're going to get beat up. Suffer just means this. You got to hang on. Ain't that good? See, someone don't, people don't tell you this stuff. And then you think, well, well what's that mean? That means that you got to hang on no matter what's going on. Right. Amen? Right. 
And suffering is not anything but the cease from what? Losing in the place. Now look at this. I'm going to give you this last one. Look at this. Ephesians 6.16. You got to see this. You got to see this, okay? Ephesians 6.16 is going to help you, all right? Come on, you're pulling this again? I'm not keeping you all day. You're going to have a picnic. Praise God, all right? But you need to pull this in. This is good stuff. How many of you been worrying? How many of you been getting a little fearful? How many of you get a little fretful? How many of you sometimes maybe say, I don't do that every day, but worry sometimes can slip in? Don't, don't, don't go getting all excited about it, but go, it happens. You want to know why? I'm going to show you why. Because you know what it is? Look, watch this. Check this out. In every battle, take your what? Faith as your wraparound shield, for it is able to extinguish what? All the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Read that slow. Did you get that? So Nick, did you get it? Yeah. Now watch this, though. What are those blazing arrows? You read it is? Look, embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance. Like a helmet, protect your thought from lies. And take this mighty razor-sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. That's what he's got. Where does worry come from? Worry comes from the lies. It ain't going to work. It doesn't, I don't know. Pick any lie that comes to you. <laughs> Come on, right? All day long. Lie, 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 lie. That's all he's got. All the enemy has is untruths to try to attack you, attack your mind, attack your body, attack your stuff. But what do you got to do? I got to leave my, my helmet on. I got to leave my shield. You want to know what's funny about a face shield? Have you ever, have you ever felt a shield? Now, I am not like, you know, the Rick Renner of the world, but he, like, he's smart, man. So he, they weighed those shields. Those shields ain't light. They're heavy. Have you ever tried to lift a shield? Go, 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 go try to do it. Go, somebody Google how heavy a shield is. You'll figure it out. It ain't no light. I've seen like a real shield, like what they used in combat and all stuff. Like, you know, and I'm like, you got to lift that thing. Man, if you're weak, you can't protect yourself. If you're not strong in the Lord, you can't protect yourself. So that's why I say, you know what you got to do? You got you to pray in the Holy Ghost. Now, I had somebody the other day, they were like, you know, someone has come see me, people come see me, but I had this older person, they were young, like plus 70, you know, and they were talking about the Holy Spirit, learning about the Holy Ghost in the church, learning about how to pray in the Spirit. And, you know, people come in, oh, that's weird. It'd be weird for me not to tell you that. You know what I found out? This is going to go over big. This would probably, uh, this would probably, um, this will challenge you if you can hear me. What an injustice for me to keep from you the person that you need to take with you so you really don't need me and hold it back from you just because you don't understand it. I just figured this out. You say, you know, you guys, I went to church, they didn't talk about no Holy Ghost. Well, if they knew about them, they're the most selfish individual walking the face of the earth. I'll say it again and again and again. Because if you know, because you know what I'm doing, if I don't give you him, I'm making you depend on me. And I can't supply your needs. I can't supply what you need. Not in your head, not in your family, not in your heart. But he goes with you. He can go with you everywhere. See what I'm saying? So I'm not going to keep it back. I'm not going to not talk about it. I'm going to talk about it even more. I'm going to get the whole place filled with the Holy Ghost. And we all going to be shouting in tongues. Y'all going to be like, because I wasn't one. I wasn't one neither. You know, I was like, oh, these people are crazy. Me and my mother, we went to that church. They were, oh, my God. I was you. Some of you, I was you. Oh, my God. She was elbowing us. Me and him were laughing. I was like, these people shouting in tongues and banging tambourines. I said, these people are nuts. 
bunch of cuckoo birds in there. They had tambourines coming out, bing, 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 bing. People rolling on the floor. They were, I was like, whoa, I'm out of here. Where's the door? Glory to God. People are nuts. She's nuts. The other one's nuts. There's a tambourine lady. She's totally shot out. She ain't even sane. And they're like, Praise God, you coming back? I ain't coming back here. If Jesus Christ walked through the wall and invited me, bro, I am done. I'm out, checked out, gone, not coming back, never coming back. You people crazy, banging stuff, singing, running, took all. Uh, they had this place was a hoopy to do, man. They had everything, yelling, tambourines. But it was all one shot. We got everything all one day. I come in there, green is green, can be, they come in, all of a sudden, tambourines came, I was Catholic, bro, you flipping me out, tambourine came out, they were falling out, they were playing loud music, somebody took a lap, I said, this place is a nut house, then they fell out in the aisle, I was like, what the heaven is going on here, man, I'm not ready for none of this mess, no, I quit, never coming back, I was leaving, bye, 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 and they said, oh, we're praying for you, I was like, pray for me from afar, don't come near me, dude, you people weird, right? Uh, now I am one. <laughs> now I am one. Amen. Now I got to say, I don't got no tambourines, though. We don't need none of that. We had a tambourine lady for a lady. That, that didn't work. You know, banging that tambourine all at the wrong time, got no rhythm. Nah, we don't need that. But, hey, you, you get what I'm saying? Are you pulling this in? You got to get close enough to the river. Sooner or later, you get wet. Come on, somebody. You got to stay close to the things of God. You got to know you and know when you got to go get a little extra time in prayer. You got to know when to turn those worries and cares into prayers and leave my worship there and don't come off this stuff you got to overcome because greater is he that's in you you got to get there i'm gonna leave you with this you ever you ever take a life hit come on stand up on your feet you ever take a life hit you ever been a parent yeah stand up on your feet you ever been a parent and you got you got you got it so bad it buckled your knees and your kids didn't have a clue Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, being, I'm talking real right now. You ever been through something, maybe the verge of divorce or maybe, you know, financial hardship or something. You ever been a parent and you got hit so hard, but you didn't say nothing. You just took it. And little Johnny come up and say, Mom, what's going on? It's gonna be, everything's okay. Maybe you were a single parent and you didn't know how you are going to make it. Or maybe somebody left or somebody, somebody passed. I don't know. Right. But you ever been a parent, and you as a parent, you got to sit there as adults and buckle in your knees and let them, never let those kids know nothing's going wrong. Everything's okay. You may, maybe some of you remember going to mom, and mom and dad weren't going to make it no more, and somebody had to try to explain to you how it was going to be all right, and you're thinking, my world just flipped, bro. How do you mean it's going to be all right? But you looked at mom, and you knew because mom was strong, you were going to make it. You ever been that? Maybe, maybe some of you know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe dad and maybe mom. Maybe it was just you and dad and mom split or something. And dad looked at you and said, we're going to be all right. I don't know how we're going to do it. We're going to, I don't know where you've been. But I know my heavenly father. And just like you did in a natural as a parent, you said, I could, I could take it. You could punch me in the face, but I ain't going to rattle. I'm not going to let them kids know how bad this is right now. We don't have no food in that house, but I'll make a way. We don't have no way to do this. I don't know how I'm going to pay these bills, but they ain't going to know it. They ain't going to know it. I'm going to stand strong and let them know it's going to be all right. I don't know how it's going to be all right. Mom and dad, you've been there. You got hit. And you buckled in the knees a little bit. You may be shook and quick, but you didn't fall down. I want you to know that's how your heavenly father is, and he's better. 
There's nothing going on in your life he don't see. And he's 10 steps ahead of you and making sure everything's going to be all right. Just like you did it in the natural, you held your ground, even when it looked like you couldn't. Your father in heaven's watching you from afar. He knows right where you're at, and he knows right what you need. He ain't going to leave you. It might not be easy, but he's always going to be faithful. It might not be simple, but I promise you he'll work it out. Don't you worry about a thing. Next time worry shows up, just know this. He put the palm of his hand out and put the water in the sea in it. That's your daddy. He put the sand in the earth in buckets and carries it around. That's the scripture. What you got to worry about. It might not be easy, but you don't have to worry. And you don't have to take care because he's got you. Lift your hands to heaven this morning. Father, thank you for each and every person here. We're not going to have worries and we're not going to have cares. We're just going to turn our worries into worship and turn our cares into prayers. You've been faithful before. You'll be faithful again. You'll be faithful in this season. You'll be faithful in next season. You'll be faithful in every season I walk into. And even when I don't know and even when I don't see, I know you're going to be there for me. Even when I can't see it, when I can't feel it, when I can't understand it, your goodness is going to lead me to my promise. Thank you, Father, for being eternally faithful and supernaturally victorious in every area of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. amen. Praise the just, Lord. Yeah, take a minute to pray. Just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed yes. for a minute. Because I believe that there's people in here today where maybe you haven't experienced the love of a heavenly father. Mm, come on. Maybe you've come into this place today and you say, you don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've done. It doesn't matter. Yes. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Thank you. Jesus. There's nothing that you have done or ever could do that would make him not love you. Oh, come on. Maybe some of you say, I haven't ever given him the opportunity to be my heavenly father. I haven't made him the Lord of my life. I yes. want to give you that chance right now. Yes. See, he loved you so much in the middle of your mess that he sent his son to die for you. Hallelujah. And maybe today. Yes. You say, you know what? I want to, I want to meet him. I want him to be my father. Yes. I don't want him to be just this far off picture of God somewhere, but I want to know him in a personal mm. way. If that's you right now with every head bowed, every eye closed just between you and God right now, would you just lift up your hand this morning and say, that's me. Come just on. say, that's me this morning. I want to make him my Lord. I want to make him my Savior. Thank you. Come on. That's the best decision that yes. you could ever make. I want you just right now to take a minute. And I want Come everyone on, in this place just to repeat after me. Say, yes. dear Jesus, I believe that you are God's son. Yes. That you gave your life. Yes. So I could have life. More abundantly. More abundantly. So right now, right now, I confess with my mouth, confess with my mouth that you are Lord. You Lord. I ask you. I ask to you. come into my heart. Come into my heart. To come into my life. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Mm, be be my, my Savior. And Father God, I ask you to be my Father. Yes. Love me. Yes. Show me. Show me. What real love looks like. Show me what real love looks like. And I'll serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I In pray. Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen and amen. amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.